I am Pastor Corrine Boroff, Senior Pastor at Anderson First United Methodist Church. Thank you for listening to our worship service today. If you want to learn more about this church, visit our website at andersonfirst.org. Have a blessed day and enjoy the message.
Our lesson is from 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 7 through 12. Fifty men from the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance, facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet, if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. As they were walking along and talking together, Suddenly, a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them, and Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garment and tore it in two. This is the word of God for the people of God. Our Chrismon tree has guided us through the symbols we've used during the season of Advent and into Christmas. And today yet, in this Christmas tide, this season until Epiphany, which actually is tomorrow, uh, Epiphany being the 12th day of Christmas, we have uh, three symbols up here that represent light and represent Christ. We have the candle we have the lamp, and we have the star, the light that guided our wise men, that we also celebrate on this Epiphany Sunday, the Sunday that recognizes the light of the world and the star that pointed to that light, and those who followed it. Well, we have this light of the world entering into the world, at Christmas time. And so what did life 
look like? How did the world accept the light of the world coming into it, giving up its darkness? Not an easy task. You see, the world tried to extinguish the light, tried to ignore it, tried to refuse it. But the light endured. The light would not be snuffed out. The world didn't want any part of it. But the light remains, even today. Even as the world does not acknowledge that Christ is yet alive and well and working and being a light where there is darkness, the world still tries to ignore it, snuff it out, extinguish it, And yet the light wins. The light is sustained. And so as we look at and understand that the light has come into the world, and those symbols represent different parts of Jesus Christ being the light of the world, what do we do with that? What do we do with the light coming to us. Well, in order to address that this morning, I want to share with you a story. Once upon a time, about, actually, 3,000 years ago, there was a boy who was plowing his father's field, and he spent his days behind the oxen. Not just a few oxen, There were 12 yokes of oxen, which means there were 24 oxen that he was trying to guide through the field. And so this boy spent all of his days behind the oxen, looking at the rear ends of oxen, trying to avoid stepping in what was left behind by the oxen, moving into the field and trying to get the oxen to perform very un-oxen-like tasks, like plowing in a straight line, where the oxen would have much preferred to wallow in a mud puddle under a shade tree. And so this is how the boy was to spend his days, and he did. He took care of the oxen. He carried water for the oxen. He prepared the day and night for the oxen. This was his life. And back then, that was a pretty good job for a young boy. That was his task. And on one particularly hot, sweltering day, as he was trying to avoid those gifts, left by the oxen in front of him. He was plowing along and a crazy old man wandered over the hill and stood and stared at him. And the boy was oblivious. He had his hands full with 24 oxen to guide into a straight line. And the man drew closer to the boy and the boy only became aware of the man when he could smell him. Which is quite something over 24 oxen. 
and he looked into the eyes of this crazy old man who looked pretty wild, and there he saw silence and stillness and power and light. And the boy was just transfixed, and he and his oxen stopped abruptly as if an anchor had been lowered. And frozen into place, the old man still staring into the boy's eyes, he threw a mantle over the boy's shoulders. The mantle was brightly colored. It was very different than the sweat-stained, dirty clothing that the man wore. He had a mantle that didn't look like it fit. And when he placed it over the shoulders of the boy, it was like receiving a jolt of lightning. The man still staring into his eyes He was transformed. He was changed. He was empowered. He knew. He knew that that crazy old man with the light in his eyes had just claimed him as his very own son. He knew it. But being the good boy that he was, he wanted to go and kiss his parents goodbye. He didn't want to just leave without saying goodbye. And so he broke the silence first and he said, I'm going to go kiss my parents goodbye. And the old man hissed, do what you want. And he grabbed the mantle and walked off. Well, the boy wanted him to know that he was serious. And so without removing the yokes, he slaughtered 24 oxen and took the meat to his astonished neighbors who thought he had just gone crazy. Because you see, there was going to be no more work behind the plow for this boy. He was chained. And he left, and he followed that man. He followed him, and he learned from him, and he watched him, and he was taught by him, and he served him for eight years. He followed behind the man and did just what he needed to do to be in the presence of this man who had power and light. This is the story of Elijah and Elijah. And we have where we picked up in 2 Kings. You see, interestingly, Elijah is one of those prophets. These two prophets are one of the best known throughout the Old Testament, and yet they were not written up in their own books. We find them in 2 Kings. They were what are considered 
non-writing prophets. They didn't write their own story or they didn't dictate it to have someone else write it for them. They simply lived it. And we have our context of our scripture today and you see Elijah is going to be with God. And we have a dazzling light that appears. So much light that it's hard to see him as he ascends into the heavens. When we have that, there's a theological word for that. There is for about everything that happens in life. But this is called a theophany. And when we have a theophany, when we have this presence of light, it is a visible indication of the presence of God. Our star of Bethlehem. The presence of God. Pointing to himself the light that had come to the world. A presence that these three recognized and understood when others did not. Elijah, disappearing into the light. Elijah watching and Once the light is gone, there lies the mantle. The mantle lies before him, and Elijah has a decision to make. You see, he had seen the light, he had seen the power, he had seen the presence of God here on earth. Was he going to to pick up the mantle? Was he going to live in the light of God on earth and continue the work that was left to be done? Or not? He had a choice to make. That was the same mantle that had been placed on his shoulders as a boy. And if we read a little bit further in 2 Kings, Elijah does pick up the mantle. He does carry on the work. And you see, for us, this applies to us. This is what it means to live with the light of the world in our presence today. We carry on the work of Jesus Christ. We pick up the mantle. And you see, personally, as we enter into a new year, it is a time to think personally, am I going to continue life as is? Am I going to just continue behind the plow, trying to avoid stepping in, whatever life leaves the residue of life behind and make the best of it? Or am I personally
personally going to pick up my mantle, pick up the mantle that God has set before me and carry on the work of the light of Jesus Christ. I have a choice to make. You have a choice to make. As a church, we can mourn the fact that Elijah is gone. His work is over. People have gone on before us. <coughs> Their work is complete. And we can say, woe is me. We just can't be what we were. We can't do what we did. Or we can pick up the mantle. And we can carry on the work of Jesus Christ through this congregation, in this city, in this time, and in this place. We can continue to do the work of God. Now we could say, ah, I can't do what those people did that came before me. I mean, Boy, I know all about their gifts. I know all that they could do, all the power that they had. I can't do what they did, and you don't have to. Even our example of Elijah and Elijah, Elijah, the old man, he was a loner. And he confronted the evil kings that were in reign at that time. He confronted the evil in society. Elijah's ministry, on the other hand, carried on under the same mantle, was very different. He lived among the people and he ministered to the poor and the downtrodden. Very different ministries, empowered by the very same light of Jesus Christ. And so we have seen the light. We know what that looks like in the world. We know that when there are dark times and Jesus Christ is present in that, there's a way out of that. We know those things. We have celebrated Christmas. We know that light came into the dark world to offer hope, love, peace, even joy. So we have a decision to make. Are we going to mourn the fact that what was is no more? Or are we going to pick up the mantle and carry on the work of Jesus Christ in the world today? As you come forward for communion, you are invited 
to choose your color. Elijah's mantle, usually painted by artists, even ancient artists, as a bright cloak. You may choose your mantle and keep it as a reminder this year in 2020 that you are called, that God has placed a cloak over your shoulders and claimed you as his very own. And now you get to decide if you're going to carry that on or not. Let this be a reminder that you have said, yes. Yes, Lord, I am yours. I belong to the light of the world.